Church, I started a, um, a series or uh, a first part to this message a little early. I just couldn't wait. That was okay. But it's a second part to it, and the second part of the same title from last week. Last week's title was called Be Established. Amen. And today is part two. Um, if you would stand at your feet, I'm going to give you a text of scripture, one that you have maybe already memorized. But Romans chapter one, if you would go there with me. Bless his name. Bless the Lord. Romans chapter one. Make sure I'm there in my Bible. Do we have a basketball in Children's Church? Daniel, would you be so kind just to check for me, please? Romans chapter 1. Verse 11. Amen. And this is out of the New King James Version, which we read last week. Amen. And we open up with the same text of Scripture. It says, For I long to see you, that I may impart to you some spiritual gift, so that you may be established. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we thank you once again for this time that you've given us together to be able to spend time in the Word, to be able to grow, hallelujah, and become fruitful in the vineyard of our Lord. Yes, Lord. We want, Father, what you desire. Yes, yes. We want to stay focused yes, on the calling, on the mission that you've given us. Amen. We pray today that you would minister to each and every one of our lives, yes. that you would speak to us, Lord God, hallelujah, on an individual level, yes. because we need, hallelujah, your word. Your word is a lamp unto our feet. It keeps us and keeps our ways so that we don't stumble. Amen. Minister, Father God, to all of your people, each and every one here present under the sound of my voice and those listening live, that you would bless them indeed, and God, that you would get the glory. Let this word go forth as you would desire it to, and let it, Father God, hallelujah, complete the task Amen. that it was sent for. In the mighty name of Jesus, and everyone said... Amen. Amen. You may be seated one more time. Glory to God. And again, the word, I like to use the word inculcate. Inculcate means continue to impress. I want to impress this scripture, amen, on not only in your head, not only on your mind, but also in your heart, amen, and reiterate it because it's, it's so important for the context of this message. So once again, it says, for I long to see you, that I may impart to you some spiritual gift. So that you may be what? Established. Established. Other versions say strengthened, but I desire that you be established on today's date. Last week, praise God, we, um, we talked about the very statement, be established. And we started part one covering the three purposes that the Apostle Paul, uh, the reason why he wrote the letter to the church in the, at the city of Rome. Amen. Number one was to let the church know that he was making preparations to pass through their region and that he would continue onward to Spain. Oh, he found one. That's good. Amen. Good job. Amen. Praise the Lord. Oh, we need some air. That's okay. Amen. Praise God. We'll use this here in just a second. I may need a volunteer. All right? Okay. So last week we started uh, be established with, uh, with this. He, 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 wanted, he wanted the uh, children of, uh, of, of God and the city of Rome to be prepared for, with three things. Amen. Number one was to let the church know that he was going to make preparations uh, to pass. Uh, he wanted them to make preparations as he would pass through their region and, that, and, and so that they would also know that he was going to go onward towards Spain, all right? Now, the second reason why he wrote the letter was that he wanted to be assured that the church was well-established in their Christ-like living and also their theology. He wanted to be sure that the church, praise God, was, was established firmly on the person of Jesus, who he was, 
they ought to see him based on uh, the study of the word of God. Very important. Number three, Paul wanted the church uh, to be pastored. He wanted to pastor the people of God and, and, and encourage them in what they were focused on most. You remember last week we talked about just like it is now, so it was then. There were things that divided the people. And if they were not brought together under one purpose and one goal, they would not experience unity. Amen. They were divided uh, before Christ on nationality lines. They were divided also on socioeconomic lines, how much money people had, some rich, some poor. And then they were also divided on cultural lines. So these people needed to be able to be established and know that there was one major thing, one major person that brought them all together, and that was the person of Christ. Amen? Because God is not only the God of the Jews, he's also the God of the Gentiles. God is the God, hallelujah, of the white, the black, the brown, the orange, or everybody in between. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. The book of Romans is, as we said last week, I bring this little tool out so that you'll remember. Amen? The book of Romans is a mighty leveler. Amen. It's a mighty, mighty leveler. It balances everything out. When you really take a close look at the book, amen, and study it, you find that it is a mighty leveler, amen, recognizing that there are no favorites. No one gets a head start. Everybody starts at the same place. We have the same starting point. If you flip over a couple pages, you find in Romans chapter 3, starting in verse 9 to verse 20, it says this, it says, what then? Are we better than they are? Not at all. For we have previously charged both Jews and Greeks that they are all under sin. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none who understands. There is none who seeks after God. They have all turned aside. They have together become unprofitable. There is none who does good. No, not one. And their throat, hallelujah, excuse me, their throat is an open tomb. With their tongues they have practiced deceit. The poison of ass is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways, and the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. We see a lot of that. Mm -hmm. Verse 19 and 20 says, Now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped, and that the world may become what? Guilty. Guilty before God. The whole world, not half of it, not some of it, but everybody, because it's a, the word is a mighty leveler. The law was a mighty leveler. Therefore, verse 20, therefore by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. Hallelujah. Verse 20 is the key right there. Verse 20 is the key in everything we just read of the, uh, in the context of that those verses. It is the key in letting us know that had it not been for what was written in the book, Paul is talking about the entire Old Testament. He's talking about the first five books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Had it not been for the laws established in that book, even so, just to abbreviate it, just the Ten Commandments, that was enough that if you broke one, then the Bible says you've broken Oh, Jesus takes it further and he says not just if you if you committed the act but if you thought about it in your heart if you meditated on that thing he says you have already committed that sin if you lusted in your heart or if you hated in your heart you've either committed adultery or you committed murder without committing the very act by hand Hallelujah. So, so, so had it not been for what was written in the book we would not know what sin was. We would have a feeling because God put a conscience in us. Romans chapter 1, which I read, praise God, more of the context of this past Wednesday after the study when we did a part two, to, when we built up on the study. Romans chapter 1 identifies that God has already written on our hearts 
You know, just as we said on Wednesday, I'll say it again, atheism is a religion. Atheism is a collective religion of people who have the ideology and the mindset that they are going to choose to resist the God who has written eternity on their hearts. Amen. They are constantly working and battling to disprove the God that's already created everything in them and that they know exists, but they can't stand. And the Bible says in the very last verse of Romans chapter 1, they rejoice in those who join along with them. Not only do they rejoice in themselves, but they love company because misery loves company. Misery loves company. That religion of atheism is a miserable position because it is vain when you come to the end of it because there's an end. There is. But when their eyes are open after this life, they'll realize. And prayerfully, it doesn't take that long. But they will realize that it doesn't end. Hallelujah. We have an eternal soul. We do. Yes, yes, yes. We have an eternal soul. That's why we don't play games with our salvation. Amen. That's why we don't treat our, our salvation like it's a game. Amen. Hallelujah. It's a precious thing. So then the law of scripture is useful for the sole purpose. All the Old Testament is useful mainly for one purpose, for knowledge. For knowledge. That's it. When a leveler is used, it is only beneficial for knowledge of where that line must go. It is only useful, hallelujah, so that I know where the line starts. Tell your neighbor, you have to know where the line is. You have to know the line is. Hallelujah. If you don't know, then you don't know where to start. You don't know what to identify. And God is saying, look, here, this is your starting point. This is where you are. And if you are off balance, you need to bring this thing into balance. Amen? Hallelujah. Real, real quick. Oh, get up, brother. Give me, give me a little ring here. All right, you ready? You're going to have to do something about your face, though. scary. I'll be real careful. Help me, Lord. Come on, I'll pray for you. Go slowly. Okay. Come over here. Let's get in camera. Stand right here. Stand right here, actually. Church, give it up for Paul. I I love I love basketball. I think I can I think I can make it from right here. I think I can make it from right here. That, that was wild. I think I can make it from right there. Stay right there. Paul, Paul, do me a favor. All right. He's established, right, church? You see that? He's been, he's been in that position. Only, the only thing he did was remove his glasses. Okay? All right, start doing this. No, stay, stay right there where your feet are. Let's do this slowly, 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 slowly. When I was uh, uh, going to the arcades, it's been a while since I've gone to the arcades. Keep do, keep going. Slowly, there you go. When I was going to the arcades, I, I remember that there was a setting on the basketball game. Stand, come closer, right here. I'm going to cheat just a little bit. Keep going. <laughs> there was a setting on the basketball game that if you wanted to be able to, uh, you know, just do the regular basketball, uh, uh, you know, jump shots, then you would, you would click the setting and he would stay perfectly still, just like that. But then there was another setting and I would have to hit the button so that it would rotate because the game now changed from being a stable or a well-established target to being a what? A moving target. Keep going, brother. Okay. <laughs> keep going, keep going. No, I'm not going to do that. He's still established. I hate moving targets. I hate moving targets. I like well-established targets. Because if the target is established, if the target... If the target is well established, if the target is firm, and if the level and, 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 and the point where I need to go is clear, right. then I'm not constantly chasing right. and trying to figure out 
Okay, what am I supposed to do? What's next? I don't know. I love people who are well established in their thinking because it stabilizes me more. Hallelujah. And when I'm established, they stay, they are, they become more stable. They become more confident. I love folks, hallelujah, and people and things that are firmly established, but I detest, I hate moving targets. I hate moving targets. What, why am I saying this? Hallelujah. Fortunately, we have a stable target. That's right. You got you you've got a bullseye that you're aiming for. Praise God. And fortunately, you got somebody who's perfect, who's able to make you hit the bullseye all the time. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's keep reading. Let's keep reading. Romans chapter 3, verse 21. And verse 22. Now, now the righteousness of God, apart from the law. We said the law is not a moving target. It's firmly established. We get it. I sinned. I fell short of the glory of God. But now, I like the but. You gotta pay close attention to the but in scripture. But now, the righteousness of God, apart, that's a very important word, apart from the law, hallelujah, is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets of the Old Testament. Even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe. For there is no difference. Uh -huh. This is deep. Stay with me. These verses take us back to the message that was preached on from this pulpit on July the 19th. Where we titled the message Reproof, Repentance, and Restoration. Where we spoke about King David. You remember he fell short of the glory of God. And there was a servant of the Lord named Nathan. And Nathan the prophet came and told him, you are the man who committed the sin. You're the one who committed the trespass. David repented and David was restored. Amen. In it we said God has forgiven you. And now you can forgive who? Yourself. You can forgive. If God has forgiven you, you can forgive yourself. Don't let anybody sit here and say, but you did, but you did. Those aren't the buts we want to hear. Hallelujah. And sometimes you just got to move forward because what's already established, hallelujah, is there. It is set already. I don't have to chase a moving target to try my best to fit myself into what you figured out about me concerning my life when God said, I'm forgiven. Amen. Hallelujah. If God has forgiven you, now you can forgive you. Amen. In the context now of verse 21, this is important. If you're making notes, make a note here. The righteousness of God is not an attribute of God in this text. The righteousness of God is an act of God. Wow. We're going to reread this verse. This is super important. The righteousness of God is not an attribute of God. It is an act of God. Verse 21, I'll reread it. But the righteousness of God apart from the law. You see, because there is a righteousness of God that is in the law. But now he says there's a righteousness of God apart from the law. Hallelujah. It is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, meaning Isaiah saw it, meaning Elijah saw it, meaning Micah saw it, meaning Malachi saw it. They saw, hallelujah, the righteousness of God that would be revealed. And Paul is now speaking in the present text. He says, but now, not later, but now, now as in his life, and you know what? This book tells us exactly when uh, 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 this letter was written. Actually, the letter was written. You'll find it actually through the, uh, 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 through the archives that it was the year 57. That's 1963 years ago. And this book is still applicable today to us. So he says, but now. So that's present tense. The righteousness of God, apart from the law, is revealed. Being witnessed by the law and the prophets, verse 22. Even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe. For there is no difference. Zero difference. So the righteousness of God is not an attribute. It is an act. This means 
that God activated or initiated a willful deed, a willful deed in order to redeem souls out of darkness and into his marvelous light. I'm going to give some meat to the word attribute. Man, we're going to give a definition to it, amen? An attribute is a quality regarded as characteristic or an inerrant part of someone. I like just a simple portion that says it is a quality regarded as characteristic of someone. Amen? You have many attributes. Examples of attributes are you may be intelligent. That's an attribute of yours. Courteous, humble, amen? All of these things are attributes. God's ultimate attribute is his holiness. You see? So if this text spoke of the righteousness of his holiness, or excuse me, the righteousness of God in the context of holiness, it would mean that we are still condemned. But he's saying here that there is something else going on. The word act is a thing that is done. Here is an example of God expressing his attribute in Genesis chapter 6 and verse 3. Let me give you that real quick. It says, it says, and the Lord said, this is before the flood, and the Lord said, my spirit shall not strive with man forever, for he is indeed what? Flesh. Yet his days shall be 120 years. Hallelujah. Uh, again, this is a portion of scripture where many, many commentators say, well, potentially that text right there was speaking of the amount of days left before the flood or uh, um, the, 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 the rounded figure at the time concerning how long people would continue, uh, uh, would be allowed to live because we know that the days that man lived began to lessen and lessen and lessen after the flood. But we understand the beginning portion of this verse where it says, And the Lord said, My spirit shall not strive with man forever, for he is indeed flesh. This was an expression of his attribute. Out of his holiness, he said, I'm not going to continue to do this. I am going to express my attribute of holiness by bringing forth a flood. Hallelujah. God expressed his righteous attribute by making a declaration of the coming judgment, which was the flood. Amen. His righteousness and his righteous nature provoke the statement because he demands holiness. But in Romans chapter 3 and verse 21 to 22, instead, hallelujah, of giving us the, the, the attribute of his holiness and his righteousness, he enacts and reveals righteousness through faith in Jesus, to all and on all who believe. Amen. Hallelujah. Why? Because we cannot do it on our own. That's right. This is why the church is an essential service. This is why, hallelujah, they, they, there, is a, there is a war going on in the supernatural, hallelujah, to shut the mouth of anything that proclaims the gospel. Hallelujah. Because the world understands that there is only one way. Right. Mm. Hallelujah. There is only one. For there is no other name given among men by whom we must be saved. Amen. Hallelujah. We cannot do it on our own. And really it's not just the world. It's the devil himself. Yeah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, agitated enemy. Hallelujah. Gonna work up all his minions. And today we're seeing some things that were happening in the supernatural now manifesting, hallelujah, on our televisions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You thought you'd never see these days. They said that the Western church can't handle stuff like this. Hallelujah, but we can. We can. Amen. Hallelujah, we can persevere. Hallelujah. Amen, hallelujah. Because we are the church. Amen. We couldn't do it on our own, seeing that he... That, excuse me, that we had no righteousness to enact on our own. So God had to act. He's a good God. God had to act on our behalf. God acted in the place where we could not. Hallelujah. Continue reading. Romans chapter 3, verse 23 to 26. For all have sinned. You're all on the same All on the same level. For all have sinned. Hallelujah. All of you. All of us. 
each and every one, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith to what? Demonstrate. Demonstrate. Demonstrate is the expression of an act. Hallelujah. To demonstrate his righteousness because in what? His in his forbearance. I'm sorry, I'm getting too deep. Come on, come on. Please underscore forbearance. In his forbearance, God passed over the sins that were previously committed. To demonstrate, again, here's an act. To demonstrate at the present time his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Hallelujah. Man. To demonstrate his righteousness. Yes. Hallelujah. This was an act of his righteousness. Right. I call it an act of his goodness. Yeah. Amen. It was an act of his goodness. Thank you, Jesus. He wanted to do something, hallelujah, that we've never seen before. Yeah. He wanted to show us a love that doesn't, hallelujah, exist in most folk. He wanted to stir us up, praise God, and say, look at this kind of love that I have for you. For God so loved the world. He loved you when you weren't worthy of that love. Mm. He loved me when I wasn't worthy of that Jesus, love. Thank you, In Jesus. his forbearance. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's a word we're hearing a lot lately. Forbearance. Forbearance is a term that's used in the housing market. Yes, yes. Uh, forbearance is, a, is a, uh, an expression uh, simply meaning the word patience. Patience. Uh, right now, um, you know, some folks are, 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 are needing to take forbearance on making their mortgage payments because of the economic situation. And so they are pleased to get a message from the bank in response to their request that, hey, I cannot make that payment this month. And they, in the bank, when the bank expresses, well, okay, you can't make the payment now. So let's go ahead and give you a six month forbearance and tie that, the, that, uh, the amount of the mortgage of those six months to the end of your mortgage payment. I met at the end of those 30 years when that cycle is complete and people, if they ever hear that message, especially if they are in a, a real need of that situation, then they are very pleased to hear that there is a sense of patience, of forbearance, but God in his patience, hallelujah, this was an eternal setup. It wasn't something that we're gonna have to pay back 30 years Thank later you, or 60 days later, hallelujah, because if we had to play it back, it would be like playing a trick on me. But God doesn't play tricks, hallelujah. When God sets something, hallelujah, he establishes it. It is not a moving target, but it is firmly established unto the end. Hallelujah. I'm almost done. Hallelujah. In his forbearance, my mind raced over verse 25. I have to read it one more time. Whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance, God passed over the sins that were previously committed. Forbearance, patience, hallelujah. It says that God's forbearance passed over the sins that were previously committed, just like, hallelujah, it was in the days of Egypt when the children of Israel took hyssop, amen, these branches of hyssop, and they dipped it in blood, and they put it, hallelujah, on the doorposts and on the dentals to identify to the angel of death that here the blood is covering this home, hallelujah. Our, 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 our faith acts like that hyssop, like an instrument that takes the blood, hallelujah, and yes. dips in the blood and says, here we cover our home, yes, here hallelujah. we cover this address, here we cover, hallelujah, our bodies, here we cover our children, here we cover our own situation by the precious blood. We take our faith of hyssop and we apply it over the doorpost and we say, devil, you can't touch. Hallelujah. That which God has already blessed. That's it. Hallelujah. Now was the blood of Jesus good? Ladies, hear this question. Was the blood of Jesus good only for what came after him? This is deep. You mm -hmm. got to stay here. Okay. Was the blood of Jesus good only for what took place after he came to earth? 
Or was it enough even for those who had already passed? Hmm. I was thinking to myself when I was reading this and rereading this, hallelujah, that if anything was too hard for God, then he wouldn't be God. That's right. <laughs> Is anything too hard for the Lord? No, not nothing. Nothing. Let's read verse 25 one more time. Whom God sent forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith. You gotta have faith. You gotta have the hyssop of faith. To demonstrate his righteousness. Because in his forbearance, in his patience, God had passed over the sins that were previously committed. I thought when I read that thousands of times that that just meant the sins that I had previously committed. But when I began to look at the meat of what this text says, it tells me something that I'd never seen before. It can mean that God was patient until we left our sinful ways behind us. It can mean that. But according to a great commentator, it can also mean this. You ready? Some referred the sins that were previously committed to the sins of the Old Testament saints which were pardoned for the sake of the atonement which Christ in the fullness of time was to make, which looked backwards as well as forward. Amen. Hallelujah. Could it be that God's forbearance or the patience of God Almighty was demonstrated when he forgave those who repented before Jesus even walked on earth? Hmm. The blood of Jesus was enough for past, wow. for present, right. and for future. It was enough, hallelujah, to cover everybody in the Old Testament that had a repentant heart. And it is enough today for us if we have turned away from our sin and said, I choose Christ. Hallelujah. And in addition, the word demonstrates is all over these verses emphasizing that God the Father acted. It had to be an act. Mm -hmm. If he did not act, we would still be looking at the law, right. saying, well, I guess we're stuck. I guess we, we're, we're just, that's where we are. But thanks be to God. God is the acting party and the hero in all of our stories who through his act of righteousness redeems us by the blood of Jesus. He did it all. He did enough. Hallelujah. And all you have to do is bring your faith to the table. Mm -hmm. That's all you got to bring. Isn't that amazing? Mm -hmm. Isn't that wonderful? Yes. That you don't have to bring anything, hallelujah, that there are no preconditions set. When one leader of one nation meets with another leader, usually they have to have a lot of preconditions that are met in, or before they set a table before them and before they begin their diplomatic discussions with one another. But God says, hallelujah, I don't need you to be bringing a bunch of stuff. Leave all that stuff behind and just bring your faith to the table and trust that I'm able to do everything that you need. As a matter of fact, not only do, but that what you need is already done. It's already done. Hallelujah. We're gonna fit, we're gonna we're gonna bring this full circle now. Stay in that same chapter, go to verse 27, and let's finish the chapter. It says, Where is boasting then? Oh, you thought you were the favorite. <laughs> no, you ain't. I'm the favorite. I'm just kidding. None of us are the favorite. All of us are favored. Hallelujah. That's what grace is. And you don't have to chase a moving target. Hallelujah. Where is boasting? Boasting is excluded. Nobody gets to boast. It wasn't for you. It's always had it not been for the Lord who was on your side. That's right. Hallelujah. That's right. Boasting is excluded by what law? Of works? No. But by the law of faith. You see, now there is a new law that has been enacted. That's it. A brand new law of faith. Yes. Because where the law of, uh, where the law, hallelujah, was insufficient, now the new law of faith, which comes through Christ, is available. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith apart from the deeds of the law. Justified by faith apart from the deeds of the law? Mm -hmm. Or is he the God of the Jews only? 
Isn't he also the God of the Gentiles? Are there two gods? No, there's only one. So if he's the God of them, he's my God too. Hallelujah. I believe one of the great ministers here in the city of Jacksonville recently uh, put out a message um, uh, saying, if God is your God, then that means I'm your brother. Hallelujah. And you're my sister. He is not, all, is he not also the God of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also. Since there is one God who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith, do we then make void the law through faith? Certainly not. On the contrary, we establish it. Hallelujah. Once again, there's that word, establish. We like things that are established. We don't like things floating around in the wind. We don't like to go whichever way the wind blows. We don't like confusion. We don't like doubt. God doesn't operate that way. He likes to make sure things are established. Hallelujah. We establish the law because it shows us our needs for the grace of God. The law of God or the commandments which tell us that if we break one, then we've broken all. That law cannot save our soul. It simply tells us you did wrong. You need help. You need a solution. Hallelujah. There is a solution, but you better chase that solution right now. Matthew Henry's commentary says, the law is so far from justifying us. It, it has no power to justify us. Hmm. That it says, that, imagine the law as a person. Mm -hmm. The law saying, or, or as, as a judge of your life, saying you're wrong, you're dead wrong. But I know somebody. I know, I know a source, hallelujah, that can help you with this situation, hallelujah. It directs us to another way of justification. It points at Jesus Christ as our righteousness, to whom, hallelujah, bear all the prophets witness. So in the Old Testament, today, imagine, the Bible says we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. So one witness is the law, and another witness, hallelujah, is Moses. And there are other witnesses called the prophets, hallelujah, and all of them are saying, we know a solution. We told you all of these things that were wrong, but we wanted to let you know that there was a remedy. There was a way to be able to solve every single problem under the sun. Hallelujah. Amen. The law points the finger at Jesus. Yes. Hallelujah. The only one who's able to redeem us. Right. And the Amen. only one who's able to restore our soul. Amen. We don't understand how powerful this is. Right. We really don't. Right. We really don't. Hallelujah. What a blessing it is Amen. that the word of God is a leveler. God, thank you, hallelujah, that you show me, you identify all the, all, the, all the spots, all the blemishes, so that I can identify, hallelujah, that there is somebody who's able to clean me up, who's able to restore me, who's able to get me in right standing. It lets us know the law is, praise God, it lets us know that our place is firmly established now when we receive Christ and when we allow God, hallelujah, to show us that he already is active once for all. Yes, Standing your feet Thank you, Jesus. Now. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Back to the basics. Amen. Yet to the meat. Hallelujah. Yes. And the substance of the word of God. Amen. The meat and the substance of the word of God. All have sinned. All have fallen short of the glory of God. Right. You got the answer on the inside of you. Right. You've got hidden treasure on the inside of you. Amen. You know what? Hallelujah. Gone are the days and it needs to be behind us mm -hmm. that we give any credence or any place to the enemy, to the devil, to say the devil keeps on attacking me. The devil keeps doing this and the devil keeps doing that. Say, don't glorify him. That's right. Don't, don't glorify, hallelujah, anything concerning the enemy, the adversary of your soul. Glorify God. Amen. Hallelujah. Who's already done everything that needs to be done. Amen. He said, many years ago, there would be a flood because this world is just not up to the standard. Hallelujah. It repented him that he made man. But after the flood, hallelujah, I believe God even had a broken heart because he had a great compassion for the sons and daughters of men. He has a great compassion for us even now. 
Thank God I'm not God, and thank God you're not God, because if it were one of us, we'd, be, we'd just say, wipe the whole thing, and let's start over. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. But he's able to see that he's doing something great in the midst of this. He said, there's a bunch of tares. So don't worry, there's a bunch of wheat, too. Hallelujah. And he's told the angels, he said, don't gather it up now. Mm. Not yet. Don't, don't do it just yet. Because if you gather everything up right now, hallelujah, you'll pull out the good along with the bad. Wow. And, 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 and the good needs to keep on growing. Right. Yes. He's going to keep allowing. Yes. As long as the Lord tarries, he's going to allow us to keep on growing in the midst of the tears. That's right. Amen. And don't you keep on, hallelujah, saying, God, I'm tired of this. I'm sick of this. Oh, God. He don't want to hear all. He doesn't need to hear all that. Amen. Hallelujah. Tell them, thank you, God, yes. that you've counted me worthy, yes. worthy, yes. worthy to be, hallelujah, in this time and in this generation. For you've come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Right. You have. He's counted you worthy. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The prophets would long to see what it's like right now. Hmm. And you try to escape. <laughs> hallelujah. No, no, no. Persevere. Persevere. Amen. God had forbearance. That means we get to have forbearance. Amen. We get to be patient. Yes. Hallelujah. We want to express the, the, the characteristics of God. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes, he is holy. There is an attribute of God that represents holiness, the highest standard. And he says, he says that, 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 that we are to be perfect as our Father in heaven who is imperfect. Our Father in heaven is perfect. Amen? We, we, so we are striving for that. But while we're in the midst of striving, praise God, hallelujah, for that highest standard, we're just walking this thing out every day. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. Every day our feet hit the floor. We are grateful to God. Yes. We are yes. grateful to yes. God. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. You know what's going to take away that stress? Yes. Gratitude. Yes. That's right. Hallelujah. You know what's going to take away that anxiety? God, I thank you for waking me up this morning. You know what's going to, hallelujah, replenish you? Hallelujah. It's saying, God, I thank you because we all have the same place that we started. Praise God. This past Wednesday when Sister Issa was talking, she was, she was talking about her own feelings and how she felt, you know, and, 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 talk, and, and was sincere with us about the concept of comparison. A lot of times we compare ourselves. To others, well, I'm not where brother brother so and so is, or where sister so and so is in their walk. That's not what this is about. Your standard is not hallelujah. Your brother and your sister. Your standard ultimately is Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. And if you do see a brother or sister who's got a high standard, instead of being hallelujah envious or jealous or anything, we need to admire hallelujah that gift or that quality that our brothers and our sisters have, and say. I love what, how, how they are. I love those characteristics. I want what they have. Hallelujah. And you know one of the best ways to have what they have? Go up to them and talk to them. Get to know them. Say, how, how is it that you succeed? How is it that you persevere? Hallelujah. How is it that, that, that there's a smile on your face, even in the midst of Thank your you, brokenness? Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I, I, and then they'll let you know their secret. And I already know their secret, and you do too. But if you get around them, it'll be contagious. You know, everybody's worried about things being contagious nowadays. I heard John Gray, he was talking about, he said, when, when a person used to cough on an airplane, it used to be like, you look for a second. But now if somebody coughs on an airplane, that's how it is. If, if somebody coughs in the church, you know, it's like I, I heard this, this I heard this terrible message. Y'all with me? Okay, good. Good, that means y'all are here. That's how it is, though. Praise God. I ain't gonna say that for Lord. Help me, Jesus. I was about to say one for Lord. It wasn't good. Praise God. It was funny, but it's, you could ask me after service. I'll tell you. Anyway. Praise God. But it's talking about contagious. If there's anything contagious, hallelujah, that we need to get, we need to get the, the, that, that uh, contagious 
experience of the fire of God from yeah. one another. Amen. That passion from one another. And say, I want what they have. Mm -hmm. Get up close to them and say, how'd you get that? Where'd that come from? Right. And they'll tell you. They'll say it was their devotion, mm -hmm. their commitment, mm -hmm. hallelujah, their love, their, yeah. their passion, their zeal, hallelujah. And if you begin to develop those healthy bonds and healthy relationships in Christ, it's going gonna, it's gonna to stir you up and say, I want mm -hmm. what they have. Hallelujah. Let that be contagious. Amen. Let that be contagious. Amen. Hallelujah. Let it be contagious in your heart. Amen. So much so, hallelujah. And if you have it, spread it. Spread that, spread that, spread that love. Spread that passion. Spread that zeal. Hallelujah. Spread that love. And say, this is for this is for all my brothers, all my sisters. Hallelujah. And you know what? The enemy rises up, crush them under your foot. That's right. Simple. Simple. Crush him right. under your foot. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. When any seeds of discord begin to want to want to be sowed around you, uh huh. No, you got to go get that seed out of the ground and say, we're gonna we're gonna break this thing and destroy it. We are not gonna waste our time. Right. Hallelujah. Listen, that's the thing that's coming up. I hear it in my spirit. Yes, it is. There's gonna be many seeds of discord that are that begin that that, that, that more people are looking to sow. These are not hallelujah representatives of Christ. But you, body of Christ, you need to be able to identify when seeds, hallelujah, that are poisonous. They're talking about these seeds coming in from overseas. I don't know if y'all seen that on the news. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and unsolicited. And they're coming to people's address. You know what? When you begin to see seeds of discord and yeah. seeds, diabolical seeds, hallelujah, that, 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 are, that are coming your way, you need, that, you need to remember that God is a consuming fire. Right. And you say, hallelujah, God consumed this thing, yeah. hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. Yeah. When something arrives, arises between you and a brother, hallelujah, resolve that thing immediately. We had a situation rise up this week, hallelujah, and one of my brothers came to me and said, Pastor, we need to fix this thing. And I said, well, we're having a meeting right now. We ain't going to let this thing go on a week. We're not going to let this thing fester. We're not going to let this thing build up and create, hallelujah, discord and chaos. We're going to get together, get our brothers and sisters, because we know that the battle is not against each other. right. Hallelujah. There is a war in the supernatural realm because, hallelujah, the devil wants to see the lights out that's right, to anything that's called Jesus. Amen. And we ain't going to give him a place because we participate in the kingdom, hallelujah, that is above. Yes. And we want the influence of heaven hallelujah. to transmit and to touch people all around us. That's right. For people to say, hold on, hallelujah, I want what the people of God have. Don't be shocked, hallelujah, that many days from now, people come up to you and say, tell me more. Amen. Tell me more. Yeah. Hallelujah. God committed an act. Hallelujah. hallelujah. A righteous act. Yeah. Hallelujah. That's why we say he's God all by himself. Because he didn't need any, any permission or anyone, hallelujah, to tell him you can or you can't. It, it wasn't that he didn't violate his own law, which he established. There was no contradiction. There was no conflict. Hallelujah. Everything was clear. And he said, I have the authority. Hallelujah. Amen. And he looked for one who would come. And it was his son. Hallelujah. His son raised his hand. He said, I will go. He was the only one worthy to come down for our salvation. Father, we thank you. We thank you that you establish us. You establish us in your word. You establish us in our faith. You establish us in this hope that we do have. The righteousness of God apart from the law is now at work in the children of God. Father, we thank you because what the law could not do in that it was insufficient to save our soul. It was only able to identify where we were, what level we were on. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We did. We fell. But you and your goodness, you rescued us. You saved us. And we're grateful for that. Today, hallelujah. 
You continue to show us that rainbow in the sky is your rainbow. Hallelujah. You have a monopoly on that rainbow. <laughs> Nobody else is yours. It is your promise. It's your covenant. It's just one symbol, one, hallelujah, observation that we have. That God Almighty, hallelujah, is in heaven. And that his throne of grace is firmly established. And we can come before the throne of grace with boldness. Because, hallelujah, you have grace toward us. Father, today we thank you. We love you. We appreciate you. We worship you in spirit and in truth. We understand, hallelujah, that this word, hallelujah, is for the changing of lives. That people might be transformed by the renewing of their mind. Use us for your glory. Let the love of God in us be contagious. Let the passion and the zeal that lives in us be contagious. And let it impact lives, impact souls where they are. Hallelujah. If there's anyone that needs to draw near to this altar at this time, these altars are open to you. I want to pray with you, for you. Hallelujah. Amen. If you need, if you need a, a, a prayer for any petition at all, please, hallelujah, make it known. And even so, on our live stream, if you, need a, uh, uh, if you have an expression of a petition that you want to share, please do so. Amen. We don't want to be too quick to shift. Amen. But we do want to give folks an opportunity. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We worship you, Lord. We bless your name, Father. We glorify you. We glorify you. Hallelujah. If you need to draw near, come on up. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We worship you, Father God. We glorify and we worship your name. Thank you for those, praise the Lord, who were on live stream today. We pray blessings to you, amen, and uh, for you, and that you would have a blessed day in Jesus' name.